0: This is Melvin Ingram, and we're at the Senior Bowl listening to Roster Watch.
1: This is Byron Lambert reporting live from rosterwatch.com here at the 2012 Senior Bowl. Looks like uh, tornado sirens going off here in Mobile, Alabama. There's probably not going to be any practice today here on day four, but we've got everything you need to know about everything that happened Yesterday and day three practices for the north and south squads. Uh, First, we'll start talking about the players that really jumped out at us uh, after yesterday's practice. We want to start with a couple of wide receivers. Marvin Jones from Cal and Marvin McNutt from Iowa. Both Marvins putting on display quite a bit of talent, uh, impressing the scouts and catching all the uh, bystanders' eye. Uh, Marvin McNutt seems to really have a propensity for making nice catches, being a hands catcher, uh, getting the ball, and getting up field. Marvin Jones from Cal, he looks terrific. He can play all over the field. He's catching the ball, and he's definitely running after the catch. You can tell this guy has speed. We actually caught up with Marvin Jones after practice to discuss with him what his prospects were for the NFL. Uh, He tells us he's ready to play all positions. He has experience playing the X, Y, and Z from his college career. Uh, He does expect to post a 40-time in the high 4-4s, potentially low 4-5s, and feels like he's ready to contribute right off the bat. This is great information Uh, after seeing how well he's performed in practice. Definitely a guy you'll want to keep on your radar. Also a very mature, very respectful young man. Uh, Seems like he has the attitude uh, that it takes to be successful in the NFL.
0: I had a chance to catch up with the other Marvin, (laughs) Marvin McNutt, after practice. Um, uh, Really enjoyed the opportunity to talk with him. He's been a guy who we've noticed all week is probably the best natural hands catcher on either squad as, as far as wide receivers go. He has very big, very soft hands. Uh, I talked to him actually a little bit about his hands. He's a, a former baseball and basketball standout. He's, he's from the St. Louis area and was actually recruited to Iowa to play quarterback. Uh, he, was, he was disappointed his freshman season uh, after being redshirted and um, after that, uh, coming into his redshirt freshman season. He wasn't getting as many looks at quarterback. uh, He made the transition over to wide receiver, ended up being Iowa's all-time leader in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. So he's had a great body of work thus far, even though he has not been a wide receiver for uh, much more than three and a half, you know, going on on four years.
1: We've also got some terrific news today for Texas A&M and University of Texas Longhorn fans regarding a couple of their... Uh, Most beloved players, uh, Mr. Jeff Fuller, wide receiver from Texas A&M. Although he's had a very shaky week of practice, um, the good news is he has been uh, contacted by three different teams for interviews. He's interviewed with the Seattle Seahawks, the Oakland Raiders, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's a guy that even though he struggled, he does have undeniable talent. And uh, I think the teams are seeing a potential value in him in the draft and are definitely wanting to make sure and speak with him and put him on their radar. So that's great news for all Jeff Fuller fans and all Aggie fans. And then on the University of Texas front, we had a chance to speak with Vic Carucci, senior editor for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, You'll definitely want to visit rosterwatch.com to hear the full interview. Uh, But basically, he he says, uh, don't don't. Don't jump off the ledge on Colt McCoy. There's still some warm, fuzzy feelings about him up there in Cleveland. They were happy with some of the things they saw there towards the end of the season. Uh, they were definitely disappointed that he was unable to play the last three games because it seemed like he was starting to come on a little bit there. So that is terrific news. It, it, it sounds like there's a greater chance uh, that he'll be there as the starter at the beginning of next year than, than not. So we're rooting for Colt, and it sounds like he is starting to get a grasp on things. Uh, on a side note, Mr. Crouchy did say the Browns will be looking at playmakers in this draft, potentially wide receivers, potentially running backs, with the inconsistency at both of those positions. And uh, we also did get a chance to ask him about Robert Griffin III from Baylor because there's been a lot of attention and a lot of hype that he may go to Cleveland and, you know, Vic was not completely sold on RG3. He he thinks he's a good talent, but uh, he's not sure you're getting a Michael Vick out of this. And um, so I I wouldn't go putting that in the bank quite yet that the Browns are going to be making that move in this year's draft.
0: Uh, Although, Mr. Carucci did mention that it, it is Mike Holmgren's mantra that you know, every year you take a quarterback. So even if you do see the Browns draft a quarterback, if it's not at the – I think that the Browns have two first-round picks, one, I believe, at number four and one at number 22. Now, if you see them draft a quarterback then, that should probably tell you something. That, that's a real level of competition they'll be bringing in for Colt. Um, but if you see them draft a quarterback a little bit later, you know, in the draft – I wouldn't go thinking that that is somebody who they're grooming to try and replace Colt uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Mr. Carucci just said as far as Holmgren's drafting strategy, that's something that he's always done and something that he has told uh, Carucci that he plans on continuing to doing as far as far as the personnel side. And speaking of potential Baylor prospects, while we're
1: talking Robert Griffin III, well, let's touch on his former teammate Terrence Gannaway. Another big-time prospect after a, a nice, healthy college career. Uh, somebody guys have really had an eye on this week. You know, we haven't been sold on him. Uh, we're not sure he's really going to be able to to take it to the next level and be real, real successful. What we've noticed is that he reminds us a little bit of a LeGarrette Blunt and the fact that he's not very elusive, and he likes to really run into tacklers. Uh, that may be because he likes contact, but it does definitely does work to his disadvantage on areas of the field other than the goal line area. The other thing we noticed about Ganaway is that he struggled mightily in pass protection drills, which we all know if you're going to be a running back in the NFL that the uh, quarterback is the prized possession, so you have to be able to block if you want to be in the game. Obviously an area of concern from him for him, and we're sure it's something the scouts have picked up on as well.
0: The only other thing I'll say about Ganaway is that he is a good, good player. He's fast. Um, uh, we're not trying to discredit anything, you know, with his body of work here. The, the, fa- the fact of the matter is he does run into tackles. In between the 20s, he is not as useful as he is in scoring position. And my uh, initial thoughts about his running style were indeed validated by one particular scout while we were out there the guy runs with duck feet his feet point outward when he runs the scouts don't like that they don't like you to be completely pigeon-toed but they like a little bit of an inward um, a little bit of an inward slant if there's going to be any sort of uh, any sort of orientation with the feet so that's something else to keep in mind just a small little tidbit but it's the kinds of things that we're keeping an eye on for you
1: Another great piece of information we're able to pick up just by kind of having an ear to to the ground is the Panthers have been interviewing wide receivers, specifically big wide receivers, most likely as a compliment to Steve Smith and a red zone target for Cam Newton, something we actually suspected all year as uh, for a while it was looking like they were going to have one of the higher picks in the draft. We're really thinking they might look at a guy like Justin Blackman. We know that's out of the picture now. So it sounds like they're looking for a little more of a value pick on still a big body uh, to help uh, round that offensive attack out. Additionally, we were able to listen to some terrific post-practice press conference interviews with Courtney Upshaw, the stud outside linebacker from Alabama, as well as Mike Martin, number 68, defensive tackle from Michigan, one of our weigh-in warriors at the uh, national scouting weekend, uh, scouting weigh-in earlier this week. Uh, Upshaw was interesting. He's a very impressive guy up there. He's he's a little shorter than you might expect, but he's still about 6'1 and a half, and he's a big, big 275. He, he looks like a beast up there. Uh, very respectful young man that seems like he has his mind right. Uh, and a, an interesting tidbit from that is that he, he compares himself to Lamar Woodley and James Harrison of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Real stout, little bit undersized outside linebackers that are extremely successful in the NFL. So if teams got anything in that ballpark, they would obviously be ecstatic with the production. They'd get out of Upshaw. We think he's going to develop into a good NFL player. Uh, He's not dominating when they have him down on the line of scrimmage as an end in the 4-3. But he is starting to get work there, and uh, he's a physical specimen. So we believe that he will be able to transition between the outside linebacker in the 3-4 position and the defensive end in the 4-3 defensive alignment. As for Mike Martin, one of my favorite players of the whole Senior Bowl, he continues to impress, hold his ground, penetrate, make plays. And I I would say the most interesting tidbit from his press conference, if you've never seen this guy, he's the size of a small bear, and he's not fat. He's nothing but just pure strength, broad shoulders, huge base, and he's a former wrestler. And he is actually shooting for the record at the NFL Combine in the bench press. I believe that record's currently at 49 he says he's going to go until his arms can't go anymore, but he thinks he has a legitimate shot at breaking that record. Certainly that will be something that impresses scouts and NFL teams as you know, strength is of utmost importance when you're uh, playing an anchor position like that on the defensive line. As far as the quarterbacks on day three, uh, man, Kellen Moore, it seems like just continues to hurt his draft stock. We feel that just watching him out there, he's, he's getting to the point where there there could be a legitimate discussion about him not even be draftable. Uh, he's, I'm sure some team will like his intelligence, experience, and character and be willing to take a flyer on him late in the draft, but his size and arm strength, it looks like they are going to be major problems in the NFL, not to mention his accuracy was a big part of his college success and we're not even seeing the accuracy out on the field this week, so big, big concerns for Boise State fans that are rooting for Kellen Moore, it it looks like he's going to have a rocky road into the NFL. Russell Wilson is still extremely proficient out there on the field, throwing beautiful balls. The more you watch, you do realize he has a very nice high release point. Still not sure if that's going to completely combat the lack of height, uh, but definitely something to keep an eye on. And, And then we still love Kirk Cousins. One of the most well-spoken gentlemen at, at the Senior Bowl. Definitely seems like a pure leader. He's, he's displaying plenty of velocity and rotation on his throws. The accuracy, in our opinion, is still there. I saw him evade the rush today and roll out, make a nice play to escape and get what would have been a first down in a real game. So that was uh, definitely a nice piece of his game to see. And then as we talk about the South quarterbacks, The buzz around the the Senior Bowl from all the scouts is that they really, really are hot for Brandon Wheaton. They feel like he's having the best week of all quarterbacks. Uh, He's showing arm strength, maturity, leadership, accuracy, everything that these coaches would be looking for. In Coach Shanahan's post-practice press conference, the one thing he mentioned with a guy like that who had recently been a former baseball player and his, you know, a few years older than the rest of these other guys, is just you got to find out his level of commitment. You want to know you get a guy that loves football, is dedicated and committing to, committed to being the best professional football player over the long run as he can possibly be. As far as the other South Squad quarterbacks, Lindley Ryan Lindley is still, you know, he still displays arm strength, on occasion, he's still a big guy, but there's just you don't see anything real impressive out of him. He's kind of hit or miss. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a, a probably a mid to late round pick. And then, unfortunately, for Nick Foles, a guy we were hoping to see have a good week because he has prototypical size and you know, uh, produ- he'd had a productive college career, he just doesn't look good out there. You know, Day after day, we've been watching for improvement, and we're seeing the same things, just bad timing, bad footwork, inaccuracy, and a complete lack of arm strength. I think his size will warrant that he's drafted to come in as probably a third-string quarterback. Uh, I don't see him going very high in the draft, and I, I see it being difficult for him to ever emerge as any type of starter in the
0: NFL. Nick's a guy that I really like as a person, and I uh, think he's a think he's a great guy. Comes from a great family. Um, as far as his performance on the practice field this particular week, though, it's been it's been pretty bad. It's, um, you know, it started out the first day they were in shorts. He looked inaccurate. Uh, he took every single chance that he could to check the ball down and make the short throws. When he was forced to make the long throws. He either floated them or was terribly inaccurate. Uh, but the real trouble started once the pads came on and the and the head started cracking a little bit. You had Quentin Coples on one side of the line. You had Melgram Melvin Ingram on the other side of the line. Two major menaces. Two very disruptive players. Nick Foles was the only of all six quarterbacks that I saw actually, you know, get get sacked. Uh, they they don't even they're not allowed to sack the guys. They aren't allowed to bring any sort of blitz. They aren't allowed to do anything. They were just bringing so much pressure from the sides that Copels and Melvin Ingram would just be kind of standing on either side of him, and, you know, it's like they were just kind of hugging him from both sides, and he couldn't even get the ball off. That happened four times, you know, during the, during the Wednesday practice, four times. It didn't happen one single time for any other quarterback. So as far as the arm strength issue that we heard from scouts coming into this week, well, well, we've sort of seen how that's turned out. As far as the mobility issue, it reared its head uh, during the day three practice. And uh, trust me, it, it was something that scouts were taking note of. Nick really needs to get, you know, get his head in the right spot. I think he has the ability to do it. At Arizona, every year his completion percentage went up. Every year his yards from scrimmage went up. And every year his touchdowns went up. So uh, he's a guy who can improve. Uh, if it's slow improvement, so be it. But this very week... I'm not sure he's doing himself too many favors. And
1: speaking of the uh, South Squad defense, a couple of guys that have caught everybody's eye that most scouts will probably tell you are the most NFL-ready prospects here would be Janoris Jenkins, cornerback, and Quentin Copel's defensive end. These guys are excelling at their positions. Their peers are noticing it. The coaches are noticing it. All the scouts are noticing it. Look for these guys to be top 15 picks in this year's draft. Um, you know, our, our last thought is that this is going to be a very tough game for the North squad come Saturday. This this South defense just looks way too stacked. They have all-star after all-star, college all-star after college all-star on the squad. They're stacked at linebacker, stacked at D-line, and have the best cornerback Uh here in Mobile, Alabama this week. So that is a wrap on day three Senior Bowl practice. Make sure and visit rosterwatch.com for the rest of our podcast and all of our posts regarding the Senior Bowl and everything else NFL as we lead up to the 2012
0: NFL Draft.